5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. Hope you're having a good day today, and we're going to jump right into the random verse for today. And it seems weird that the random verse, and it's the same generator, um, but has brought up another James uh, verse. So here we go. We're going to jump back into James. James chapter 1, verses 17, right? Every good and perfect gift is from above, right? And uh, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change, right? So here, James... Uh, really is trying to address a lot of the the things that people are going through, right? As he, uh, in opening, calls it the, you know, disbursement. Uh, You know, he's talking about, and he's not shying away from difficult conversations, persecution, trials, difficulties. And James is saying like, hey, so if you get a good thing, does this mean God's tempting you because he doesn't want you to have any good thing? And no, like this is not what (laughs) you should be able to take away from this. Like, no, I need to be punished right now because I've been doing bad or something like that. And so now I'm going to receive everything, you know, and reject all good things. Well, that also doesn't make sense. So, God is characterized by goodness, right? His graciousness, his goodness, and regard to that, his character, right? We have to go back to what it means that God gives good gifts. So, um, connection with this, it always brings me back to the Jesus in, in the parable when he's talking about God giving um, gifts, and it's Matthew chapter 7, and he says, which one of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give, give good gifts to those who ask him? So God is talking character-wise, and he is going back to that we as infallible, right, or as fallible, sorry, fallible human beings, we have faults, we have all kind like, and in, in faulty matters, and he's saying, you, if you, you know what it means to give a good gift, right, you're not going to give, you know, a, a snake instead of a fish, or a scorpion instead, you know, so it's, and, it, and it's like, you already got that, now why can't we see that God is a the ultimate gift giver? So Jesus was going back to and saying God's going to send things that are even bigger and better than we can imagine. So think about the Holy Spirit. Jesus is like the Holy Spirit's going to come. The Holy Spirit will be sent, and you it will be good for you that this is going to happen, right? So God gives good gifts. Um, Paul talks about this. Ephesians 1, uh, he gives to all mankind life, breath, and everything. So what kind of a better gift that can you imagine than life? He gives every single person life, breath, and everything. 
You know, we go to Acts 17, right? He graciously gives us varieties of gifts as the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Uh, Romans, we're asked to consider, you know, this question. He says, He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us, how will he not also with him be graciously give us all things? So it's saying the one who gave us not just life, breath, and everything. He's saying also now, Paul's pointing to Jesus and when Jesus lived, died, and rose again, right? He did not spare Jesus, but gave him up for us. Why is it that we would not consider God to be a giver of good things? And here's the real reason. Because we know the human condition, right? And we judge everything by that. We know that sometimes when we give a gift, it can be used towards manipulating, right? I, you know, consider like, uh, you know, um, divorced parents who are trying to be able to, uh, to persuade their children one direction or another, right? I mean, hey, give them a good gift, you know, and be able to bring, um, giving your boss a, a gift and being able to say, oh, now my boss is going to like me. I've got this great gift and I need the boss to be able to listen to what I'm going to do. Um, I want them to be able to okay this whatever, you know, so there's manipulation, there can be backhanded motives, there can be strings attached to all kinds of gifts that we can give. And if we try to be able to put that on God, like God is somehow stingy or reluctant, that this is like, I mean, we're, we're putting God, we're taking God's character, and we're trashing it. So, Satan is called a thief in John, right? He says, the, you know, Jesus says, the thief is coming to kill and destroy. God has come to be able to bring life and to bring it abundantly. You see, that's a much, I mean, that's, that's a dichotomy, right? That's, a, that's something that when you look at one thing, you're like, Satan's trying to do this, God's trying to do this, and we have to understand God's character in this. Because if we're missing out, if we're missing this part of God's character, then we are going to start putting God in the camp along with all of the other strings attached. God's not like that. God doesn't give gifts with strings attached. What God gives is good. And we can accept it, we can receive it, right, and rejoice in it. Because God is a good gift giver, and God is not reluctant. Consider that today. Go over James 1.17, if you would, and, you know, and see if there are things that you would pull out differently than what I have for today. So, all right, we'll be back again tomorrow. Take care.